There's a poem here which is in regard to the muraqaba of moth. The poet is presenting the whole scene of death, of his own death he is presenting, but this is for each one of us to regard ourselves as the person that he is being described. So we will read through this and translate and discuss some things here as we go along inshallah. The purpose of this, this entire book for that matter and what we have been discussing is to bring the consciousness of death to ourselves, to our hearts, to our minds. Because this is what will become the barrier between us and sin. And a person is conscious of death and inshallah this will become a means of staying away from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala because the reality is death could strike at any moment. There's no notice that somebody would necessarily get. So when that is the reality, so we have to be forever cautious and careful. Inshallah we will read some couplets from here too. But in this regard and try to absorb this in our hearts and minds. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. ليس الغريب غريب الشام واليمن إن الغريب غريب اللحد والكفن The travelers of Syria and Yemen are not in reality strangers. Verily the strangers of the grave and kafan are the actual strangers. They have come to a very strange place, place that they have never been in before. They are the real strangers. A person traveling somewhere for the first time, what is that compared to this? Thereafter, further the poet says, Safari gharibun wazadi my journey is on an unfamiliar and strange road. My provision is insufficient to carry me to my destination. My strength has weakened and death is searching for me. Wali baqaya dunubin lastu a'lamuha Allahu ya'lamuha fissirri wal aladi I have a heap of sins which I myself do not know. Many a times we do things which we don't even pay attention to. And it doesn't cross our mind also that this is a sin. Sometimes we are saying things which are sinful. But because the circles that sometimes we might be interacting with, that becomes common usage, common language, we take it for granted also. Sometimes we do things, whether it relates to mu'amalat, mu'asharat, akhlaq, don't cross our mind that this is not in order. So this is what he is expressing here, that I have a heap of sins which I myself do not know of. Meaning due to the neglect, due to the carelessness, only Allah Ta'ala knows perfectly the secret and open sins. مَا أَحْلَمَ اللَّهُ عَنِّي حَيْثُ أَمْهَلَنِي Look at the tolerance of Allah Ta'ala. That despite my sins, He is giving me respite. While I keep on committing sins, He continues to conceal me. Allah Ta'ala's grace, Allah Ta'ala's mercy, Allah Ta'ala gives respite. But that sometimes is misunderstood as that there is no reason for me to worry about anything. Allah Ta'ala is most tolerant, Allah Ta'ala gives a person chances, gives him enough respite, but that is then misunderstood. 
person, then actually sometimes these kind of statements are made that if I was an evil person, then why would all this carry on for me in this, this manner? Whereas in the Quran Sharif itself, Allah Ta'ala has mentioned about nations of the past, فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبْوَابَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ That when they forgot what Allah Ta'ala had reminded them about, what the Nabi of the time reminded them about, and they persisted in their sin, persisted in their evil, in their disbelief. So what was the next thing that happened? فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبْوَابَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ Allah Ta'ala says, we open the doors out, the doors of dunya. We opened out the doors of dunya for them. And when the doors of dunya opened out for them, despite sin, despite the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, they took it on the wrong end. They got the wrong end of the stick. They took it as this is bounties coming down upon us. Whereas that was now the rope with which they were finally they ended up hanging themselves with. So this is the message that is being given here. That Allah Ta'ala does give a lot of respite, but this is not a thing to take for granted. It's something to now take the chance, that opportunity to make amends, to come back to Allah Ta'ala. تَمُرُّ سَاعَاتُ أَيَّامِي بِلَا نَدَمٍ وَلَا بُكَاءٍ وَلَا خَوْفٍ وَلَا حَزَنِي The hours of my life are passing without any regrets, without any crying, fear and grief. In other words, despite sins, despite disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, but nothing has come in my heart, there's no regret yet, there's no fear, there's no grief, there's no cry. The tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala is, has been lost. I'm the one who tightly closes the doors of the house when committing sins whereas the eye of Allah Ta'ala still sees me in other words when a person is trying to now secretly commit some wrong so he double checks that the door is closed and the curtains are closed and whatnot is closed and double checks that the password is in place and whatever other things that a person does to try and cover his tracks or try to deceive others to keep them in the dark from what's going on. So insan, we can put the wool over people's eyes, we can conceal things from insan, but can we conceal it from Allah Ta'ala? Can we hide from Allah Ta'ala? Allah Ta'ala is all knowing, all seeing. So the lesson here is that when closing doors, when putting passwords in place, when trying to hide things somewhere, when trying to cover one's tracks, to first stop and think that how can I try and first block this from Allah Ta'ala? That is an impossibility. If I can't hide from Allah Ta'ala, so how can I ever commit such a thing? Ya zallatan kutibat fi ghaflatin zahabat Ya hasratan baqiyat fil qalbi tuhriquni Alas, how many faults which were committed in negligence have been noted as a story of the past. In other words, this is now already recorded in the book of deeds. Unless a person makes sincere toba, and with the sincere toba deletes it, otherwise it's all recorded. And how many sorrows have remained in my heart as blaming flames to burn me? 
دعني انوح على نفسي واندبها واقطعالدهر بالتفكير والحزن let me be so that i may lament over myself and pass my life in worry and concern in other words the poet is saying that now this is what i should be doing i should be now stopping and becoming concerned otherwise this is going to become a major disaster كاني بين تلك الاهل منطرح على الفراش وايديهم تقلبني now he's bringing the whole scene of death that this life now carried on in this neglect those chances were just ignored the respite that allah taala gave was just regarded as well this is for me to carry on doing what i'm doing so the time passed and now suddenly the time to depart has come so he says kaanni kaannani bayna tilka alahli muntarihu ala alfirashi wa aydihim tuqallibuni it is now as if the scene is before my eyes i am lying dead on my deathbed surrounded by my family and their hands are turning my sides trying to shake the person trying to see what's going on kaannani wa hawli may yanuhu wa may yabki alayya wa yan'ani wa yandubuni yes the following scene is also before me that people have gathered to lament and cry over me the announcement of my death has been made and i'm being addressed as the deceased this is the very very ajeeb thing that a person one moment before he was so and so his name his title and all the various things that people would used to address a person with respect one moment before and one moment after as soon as that life has gone then only one word is used to describe him the mayyit all the titles and all the everything else is all just forgotten is described by one word only the mayyit the deceased وقد اتوا بالطبيب لكي يعالجني ولم ارد طبيبا اليوم ينفعني a doctor was brought for my treatment but today i do not see the doctor benefiting me سيخرج الروح مني في تغرغرها وصار ريقي مرا حين غرغرتي shortly my soul will be removed in the agonies of death and my saliva will turn bitter during the final moments of my life واشتد نزعي وصار الموت يجذبها من كل عرق بلا رفق ولا هوني the agonies of death have intensified upon me and death without any gentleness or ease has extracted my soul from every vein the life of a person permeates every bit of his body every vein every pore the ruh is attached to every single thing so now when the ruh is extracted so now it is pulled out of every part of the body every limb every fiber every vein so this is a very very crucial thing and therefore this has been described as waja'at sakratul mauti bil haqq the difficulty of death like we have read previously that this is more agonizing than anything that a person can understand wasulla ruhi wa dhalla aljismu muntarihan bayna alahali wa aydihim yuqallibuni finally my soul was extracted 
and my body lay motionless amidst my family, their hands were turning me from side to side. وَغَمَّضُونِي وَشَدُّ الْحَلْقَ وَانْصَرَفُوا بَعْدَ الْإِيَاسِ وَجَدُّوا فِي شِرَ الْكَفَنِ My family closed my eyes and tied a cloth around my jaw. This is what is to be done when a person has passed away. That the eyes are then closed and a cloth is tied around the head and the, from under the jaw. So this is what they did. Meaning people who were around me, who were all the time concerned about me, caring for me. But now that the rule has left, now this is what they will do and this, what is the next step that they will take. They will now just tie this cloth around, they will close the eyes and the next thing they will be concerned about is to buy the kafan quickly, to bring the kafan and come. وَصَارَ مَنْ كَانَ أَحَبَّ النَّاسِ فِي عَجَلٍ نَحْوَ الْمُغْتَسَلِ يَأْتِينِ لِيَغْسِلَنِي the person who loved me the most hastened towards the place of ghusl preparing me preparing to give me the ghusl person rushed to go and bring that trough now people who were at our beck and call sometimes people who were all the time helping us out and doing things for us now they say the only thing to do now is to quickly get this person to his cover so whatever has to be done now, whatever steps have to be taken, whatever the rights of the deceased are, that needs to be fulfilled quickly, and this person now has to be going laid in his grave. Immediately they placed me on the board, on the trough reserved for the dead, and some people started giving me ghusl. وَأَسْكَبَ الْمَاءَ مِنْ فَوْقِي وَغَسَّلَنِي غَسْلًا ثَلَاثًا وَنَادَ الْقَوْمَ بِالْكَفَنِي Water was thrown over me, I was washed thrice, and people were told, bring the kafan. وَأَلْبَسُونِي ثِيَابًا لَا كِمَامَ لَهَا وَصَارَ زَادِي حَنُوتِي حِينَ حَنَّطَنِي They covered me with a few sleeveless garments, meaning all the fancy garments, all that got left behind, all the branded labels, all that got left behind. Now in plain cloth, there's no sleeves in it also, there's no pockets in it, there's nothing in it. And camphor became my provision when they applied it upon me. Meaning now this is what I'm going to take, meaning no dunya will come along. That little camphor they applied, so to say that's the only thing I'm taking from dunya and going. Camphor that ether, that's the only dunya I'm taking and going. Everything else got left behind. وَأَخْرَجُونِي مِنَ الدُّنْيَا فَوَا أَسَفَا عَلَىٰ رَحِيلٍ بِلَا زَادٍ يُبَلِّغُنِي Alas, now they have taken me from the world on a journey without any provision which will convey me to my destination. وَحَمَّلُونِي عَلَىٰ الْأَكْتَافِ أَرْبَعَةٌ مِنَ الرِّجَالِ وَخَلْفِي مَنْ يُشَيِّعُنِي Four persons carried me on their shoulders and the remainder of the people bid me farewell from behind. وَقَدَّمُونِي إِلَى الْمِحْرَابِ وَانْصَرَفُوا خَلْفَ الْإِمَامِ وَصَلَّى ثُمَّ وَدَّعَنِي They brought me to the place where the janazah is performed. The people formed rows behind the imam and they performed the sal- and after performing the salah, he bid me farewell. صَلَّوْا عَلَيَّ صَلَاةً لَا رُكُوْ عَلَهَا 
Slowly they lowered me into the grave and one person placed me into the lahad, the hollow portion of the grave. وَكَشَفَ الثَّوْبَ عَنْ وَجْهِ لِيَنْزُرَنِي وَأَزْبَلَ الدَّمْعَ مِنْ عَيْنٍ وَقَبَّلَنِي He then uncovered my face to see it for the last time. He shed some tears and kissed me. فِي ظَلَامَاتِ قَبْرِي لَا أُمِّي وَلَا أَحَدٌ وَلَا أَبِي وَلَا أَخَ مَنْ يُؤْنِسُنِي In the darkness of my grave, none were present. Neither my mother, nor father, nor my brother, or anyone to make me feel at ease. وَحَالَنِي إِذْ رَأَتْ عَيْنَايَ إِذْ نَزَرَتْ مِنْ هَوْلِ مُطَّلَعٍ إِذْ كَانَ أَغْفَلَنِي This solitude, this darkness, this horror was a small calamity when all of a sudden my eyes witnessed a dreadful scene. مِنْ مُنْكَرٍ وَنَكِيرٍ مَا أَقُولُ لَهُمْ قَدْ حَالَنِي أَمْرُهُمْ جِدًّا فَأَفْزَعَنِي the dreadful appearance of Munkar and Nakir. Oh Allah, how should I answer them? Their dreadfulness has rendered me senseless. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq to prepare. Inshallah we'll continue with this. This is a description of what is, what has happened to so many people who have already gone. And we are facing that same end. All of us have to leave dunya. We are all going to be laid in our qabr. That person is truly intelligent, as mentioned in one hadith sharif, Nabi said the most intelligent people are those who prepare for death the most, who think of death and prepare for death the most. The preparation for death is to be in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala and to stay away from all sin and vice. This is simply the preparation for death. Allah Ta'ala gives me and all of us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.